Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful Screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 104. Tonight, I am joined once again by world-famous zombie author Robert R. Best. Well, he writes about zombies. He's not a zombie, but you know what I mean. Plus, world-famous actress Elena Acker, and they're back to take on another edition of the Slumber Party Massacre, but this time, we're going for part two. So... So be sure and pack your corn dogs, your fringe jackets, your killer guitar drills, and your Oxy-10 because this party is killer. Obvious joke, but who fucking cares? It's the intro. And now, let's listen to a promo for Robert Arbest's World Memorial Trilogy novels. Coming up right now. The Memorial Trilogy. The zombie epic by Dead Letter nominated author Robert Arbest. Lakewood Memorial tells the story of a single mom fighting the hordes of the dead to reach her two children. Ashton Memorial follows up with the trio finding themselves caught in the chaos of Ashton Memorial Zoo. And World Memorial tells you how it all ends. Own the trilogy that BuyZombie.com said can be placed amongst the classics of the zombie genre. Each of the three volumes are available in paperback and on Kindle. Or... Buy the complete Memorial Trilogy on Kindle for only $4.99. Go to www.robertrbest.com for more information. The Memorial Trilogy by Robert R. Best. Read it before. It's too late. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's great to have everybody here again. It's great to be with you. Once again, I'm doing a somewhat short show. Not short in length, exactly, but... I can't spend as much time as I normally do adding in all the bells and whistles just because, as you know, things have been busy, busy, busy here. I can't not get a show out to you guys, but the amount of editing that I do normally just it is not possible in this time frame, which means I'm cutting way down on the chatter. You're all like, yay, shut up. Fuck you. Okay? You love it and you know it. Clap your hands. But I want to at least say the editing on my audiobook, Marilyn, which has been such a nightmare since August, is suddenly going smoothly. Uh, I figured out a system for recording and proofreading and editing kind of all in one sweep rather than breaking up into parts, which made it confusing and a big headache last time. So those of you who volunteered to help the first time, thank you very much. Those of you who volunteered to help the second time, thank you even more, but I'm not going to be needing your help, at least not right now. But hey... We're that much closer to finally getting this thing out, and it's going to be great. Um, The only other thing I really want to mention right now is that the Big Gay Sing is coming up here in New York City. And as you know, I sing with the New York City Gay Men's Chorus. This is our big spring event that we do every year. But this is no farty-tarty choral concert. No, 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 no. The theme this year is Club Night Out. 
And we'll be looking at club dance music from the 1970s all the way up until now. We're putting our special little cheeky twist on everything. And there'll be lots of drag performers and muscle men in leather. And it's a sing-along concert. And everybody shows up drunk. And it's just amazingly fun. And if you are not gay when you come, you will be so gay by the time you leave that you probably go all the way back to the front again and be straight. I don't know what I'm saying. Just get your tickets. Head on over to www.nycgmc, which stands for New York City Gay Men's Chorus, nycgmc.org, and save the dates for Friday, March 14th, then Saturday, March 15th, both at 8 o'clock, both at NYU Skirball Center here in New York City. Get your tickets now because this always sells out because this is the best party that goes on in the spring, well, except for the white party. But this is the best party where you get to keep your clothes on if you want to, as opposed to the Black party, which is what I meant to say. It's just, okay, you don't, you don't need a butt plug to come to the big gay saying. How's that? But you can wear one if you want to. I'm just talking in circles here. But hey, and as many of you know already, that the big gay thing is going on tour to Europe in June. And while the dates for London are still kind of up in the air, at least the ticket information, Dublin is already started publicizing. So if you are in Ireland, if you're in the Dublin area, go on over to www.biggaysingdublin.com and get your tickets now. We'll be performing on Sunday, June 15th at 8 o'clock at the Something Gaelic Energy Theater. I don't know what that is, but you can find that on the website. Go figure it out. Tickets start at 20 pounds or 20 euros. I don't know what the hell that symbol is. I guess it's a euro. Yeah, 20 euros. So you have no excuse not to come. Get them now. You'll love it. Come see me afterwards. And there's types for everybody. Because Eric, Eric, Eric from the Hysteria Continues podcast, if you're listening, we have some of the hottest bears in the country in our chorus. A lot of them do porn. I'm not supposed to tell you that, but they do. But a lot of them will be in a state of undress. So it's not going to be all Twinkie boys. Okay. So, you know, woofity, woof, 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 woof. Just come, just come, just come, just come. I mean, come to the show. Don't just come. God damn it. Why do you got to be gross? Anyway, that's enough babbling for now, and it is babbling because, like I said, I am working under a deadline to get this show out. And I said I wasn't going to babble, but I'm babbling. And here's going to be the first cut. Normally, I do a little music and then segue into the review du jour. But today, I'm just going to go right to the trailer and go right to my guests and hopefully magic will happen. And I'll see you on the other side with voicemail. Actually, I'll see you on the inside too with the review. But just deal with it. You're going to have to deal with me the whole goddamn show. And you love it. You will love it. has got some weird friends. I have got the fastest growing bit I have ever had in my entire life. I mean, look at this thing. <laughs> I think your sweetheart has been taking too many diet pills. Here's a chicken sandwich if you want to cut. She should have listened to her sister. Don't pick up all the way. Because when she and her band get ready to party. Do anything you want to. Good time. It's more than just a great time. I didn't know girls really did this stuff. It's Slumber Party Massacre 2. Now it's time for the fun part. He's in this house somewhere. Well, it's 9 o'clock and you're ready to rock. My motorcycle's out of the house. Oh. 
Okay, so that was the trailer for the Slumber Party Massacre 2. Now, those of you who remember last year, I think it was episode 72, perhaps, I covered the original Slumber Party Massacre, you know, to kick off Women in Horror Month, because among many other things, February is Women in Horror Month. So what better movie to pick than something that celebrated not only feminism and lesbian pride, but, you know, the Slumber Party Massacre. Perfect. So we're following it up this year. With a slumber party massacre too. And to make the whole thing full circle, I'll bring in all my guests from the first time around. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together for the one, the only, he's simply the best, better than all the rest. He's Robert Arbest. Hi. I think Is I know it? what music I picked to play underneath this. Maybe I just maybe <laughs> Could it just be? come up with it just now? Could it be Tina? I totally just came up with that just now. Go fuck <laughs> yourself, Robert. All right. Oh. All right. I realize you probably get that all the time, but you know what? It's the first time it occurred to me. So, like, bask, bask in my first time. All right, I am. It's okay. glorious. <laughs> all right. Yes. All right, Ms. Acker, you better do better than this. <laughs> that was a pretty sad entry. And no, so you, are you shut kidding? up, you. I'm introducing Elena now to round out this happy already triangle of friends. Ladies and gentlemen, the world-famous actress, the soon-to-be-married, goddamn you, we love you anyway, Miss Elena Acker. Hello! Hey! How you doing, baby? I'm doing well. You know what my favorite thing about coming on your show is? What is that? I don't have to wear pants. <laughs> it's actually required that you don't wear pants. Yeah. Good. So you're all, yeah, we're all on board with that anyway. So you just felt that. You felt that. I knew. Excellent. I knew instinctively. And yes, I'm I'm happy to be talking to you without wearing pants. Yeah. I, I go without pants. Well, sorry. Skype was screwing up. Am I okay? You're fine. Okay. Well, Skype is fine. You've never been yes. Skype, But yes. <laughs> I was going to say... I, I go without pants whenever it's even remotely possible. It's yeah. chilly for that, though. Yeah, Have, it, it, yeah, you're right. I was uh, going to try to find out a way to make it make sense in the weather, but no. I'd have um, to get hypoenithemia. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awful. Which is something but, I just made up. Please go, Elena. Yes. Um, no, have you guys seen um, somewhere in the depths of the internet, there's like a Venn diagram um, and it's two circles that don't intersect at all. And one of them says times when I am truly happy. And the other one says times, times when, when I, I am wearing, wearing pants. pants. Yes, yeah. yes. I believe I saw you. I saw that when you shared that. <laughs> That's one of those things that, you know, if it ever came up on the $25,000 pyramid, I'd be like, dig things Elena Hacker would say. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robert, I hate to break it to you. I kind of leaked yeah. the news anyway. You move too slow. On. Elena is betrothed to another. Oh, that—that's right. See, I was all in. I was all talking about not wearing pants, and I forgot about everything else. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, and I believe she's also been murdered and murdering like every. She like owns the entire Discovery ID network now. She's on like every show. I, I do, I am waiting for them to bring me my crown because I've been fo- on four of their shows now. So I'm like, when, you know, when do they announce my coronation <laughs> as queen of Investigation Discovery Network? Excellent. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? Was, what was that? Yeah, that, that was actually, <laughs> I know it didn't sound like, believe it or not, believe it or not, that was liquid being poured into something Robert and not liquid investigation discovery channel <laughs> <begin>. I, <laughs> pardon me i did not realize my urination was going to you be realize so you realize robert this is the second time you peed on my show <laughs> i'm sitting here on the couch yeah that's what you said last time you were on the phone and like you left, left your poor laura on the phone you went and peed and we all heard you well, that's right but that's different yeah, okay. Because this time, it just sounded remarkably like it, but it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> I need, like, a wireless headset for that. But that'd be nice. For peeing? <laughs> well, I mean, to be able to pee <laughs> guys. <laughs> and that's our show for this week, kid. Thank you very much for joining us in Women in Horror and Robert Arbez peeing. I think the two are related. I don't know. Okay, so are we doing a show? Are we doing a show? Are we talking about a movie? What are we doing? I don't know. Something. Yeah, so last year we all got together to talk about Slumber Party Massacre, and we had a pretty good time doing so, if I may say so myself. We did. This is absolutely true. Wow, that was a big heavy pause. But uh, I don't know if you guys know, it's one of my most downloaded shows and highest rated shows. So thank you for that. Woohoo! Top three. So yeah, I figured I'd bring back the magic. And we tackle the sequel. I don't even know where to start. Because <laughs> <laughs> this sequel is so off the fucking wall. It is. Uh, yeah, it is. I so yeah. My my first question, aside from like, why are we just seeing random thighs and stuff in the opening credits? <laughs> um, is like. Why does Courtney suddenly have a southern accent? Like, I why is that... she suddenly from the south? What happened? Okay, let's backtrack a bit. Let's backtrack a bit. So do you two want to take turns just giving us the basic setup of the movie here? In a nutshell, because I know it goes into weird old land pretty quickly, but just, just lay it on a little bit. Ladies first. Okay. Yeah, you, you start. I want to see where you have something to build on. Okay, go. All right. So, <laughs> um, so the credits are happening the opening basic plot credits. basic plot base plot just like the basic summary of the plot right now we don't need like details we'll go into details in a bit okay all right basic plot summary um courtney is all grown up and she has a band with her friends and she keeps having troubling dreams about this 1950s rocker guy who's super scary and um she goes with her friends to her um to her friend's parents' condo to have, like, a rehearsal weekend slash bang a bunch of dudes. Mm. And then, like, it's there that at the very end of the movie, the dude actually shows up and kills everyone really quickly. And that's that's my summary. Uh, that works for me? Yeah, that was great. Okay, good. So, so now, now, for those of you who are not super familiar with the original, Courtney is one of the survivors. There were three survivors, and she was the little sister of the girl who actually kills off our killer. 
So not only has she grown up to be from Texas, she grew up to be Crystal Bernard from Wings. <laughs> yes, that did happen. She grew up to be a completely different person than the one that's in the in the first one. I mean, like a completely different character, which is kind of a bummer because Courtney's like the best character. Courtney was fucking all because it was so fucking twisted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess when you're only like a 19 year old playing a 14 year old eating a lollipop and a banana at the same time, where do you go from there? (laughs) Really, what can you even do? Your character arc is done. Well, yeah, so it's Crystal Bernard from Wings, and I think she, when I saw this, I knew her, so Wings must have already been on when this came out, so she must have been thrilled. I don't know when they made this movie. She was even on half- In I'll tell you what, they made it in the 80s, because it is, like, the most 80s-tastic movie ever. It really is. It really is. Yeah, so she's having nightmares about her sister, who, again, has grown up into a completely different person. (laughs) (laughs) And her, because her sister is this survivor, she's in the asylum, and blah blah blah. That really goes nowhere. But she keeps having dreams of either this, you know, Andrew Dice Clay dude, like Andrew Dice Clay meets Fonzie meets the Stray Cats. Very strange. The Stray Cats. I was gonna make a Stray Cats reference. Yes, but with a heavy metal guitar. But that's you know, it's he's just everything. He's everything to everybody. Um, I, he's I every like man. To, I like to refer to him as Danny Zuko, the killer. Danny Zuko. Well done. Okay, yes. <laughs> so we got Grease too. Good. That was good. He did have his med thing going on. <laughs> that was Danny Zuko. Oh, no. Danny Zuko was Grease 1. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know who I'm thinking. Angel, never mind. Who He's a little Travolta. He's a little, like, He's a little. Know. He's a little lot of things. Anyway. <laughs> You're right. Like, the whole opening was just thighs. <laughs> <laughs> and some hair. There's eyes, eyes and, and hair. hair. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird because it's like this soft car erotic. Like, not really, not even soft car. It's just like, you know, I'm having a nightmare in like this weird kind of marshmallow fluff bed <laughs> in a negligee that I never like, looks nothing like what I wear for the rest of the movie. Neither is my hair or my makeup. She's like, everything's made up like a slut. But when she wakes up, she's the kind of girl who wears, you know, those weird 80s suspender jeans. <laughs> yep. But those suspenders that, like, they don't come off. They're not pullovers. Like, the suspenders start at the waist, and they just give you camel toe. Yep. <laughs> yep. She's that kind of girl. She's fine. She's from Texas, and her mom is just like, you must stay home all the time because of what happened. Yeah, and so this was fun. So she's having this argument with her—not even her mother. She's just like bringing up to her mother that she wants to go away for the weekend. She's sitting in the kitchen. I don't know if it's breakfast, if it's lunch, or if it's dinner. But a, the wallpaper was hideous. Yeah, if anybody took, and she apparently to be eating spaghetti go, <laughs> spaghettios and milk. <laughs> I didn't even. Well, wasn't she? That. Wasn't she eating like oranges for breakfast? And her mom's like. It's normal to have bad dreams after what happens. <laughs> and she's like, I know, Mom, I know. <laughs> My favorite colors are blush and bashful. <laughs> I'd rather have a moment of something special than a lifetime. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> 
Steel Magnolia's Massacre too. That'd be brilliant. Anyway, that would be no. But then later, no, you're right. There's the breakfast scene where she goes off with her friends, but then later on, when she actually confronts her mom, she like, appears to be what's <laughs> spaghettios, spaghettios and milk, hot dogs and milk. <laughs> you mean you guys don't? I'm eating that right now. But it's just weird to see this like, see this woman who's like 28 pretending to be a teenager eating shit that like I gave up when I was eight. It <laughs> was milk because she's just that good of a girl. She is. Even though she's in a band, and those band girls, they're always dangerous. Yeah. Well, first of all, the drummer only bangs on one drum the whole time. (laughs) Or at least, like, the drum roll at the end where, like, any drummer would be hitting, like, everything in the kit. She was just, like, hitting the one drum. So you know she's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. She is dangerous. She is. She's like, I don't need these other drums. Now, that girl, I can't. Oh, gosh. What the heck is her name? Heidi Kozik. She's horror movie staple. She's always good for getting naked and dying, which she didn't do in this movie. She was in Friday the 13th Part 7, but we like her. No, her like her fake death before her real death was amazing. No, we are so ahead of ourselves, and that's okay because this whole movie is so fucking all over the place. Yeah, so I like, you know, but the thing is what was weird, not weird, but surprising for me, that when you actually hear her and her bands, they're pretty good. This whole bangles sound to them, not like bangles when they got popular, but like early bangles, like their first two albums. Like this, get this edgy new wave sound that I did not expect. Yeah, it's pretty. Though I do have a question for you, um, which I hope I'm not just like you know unworldly or whatever. But what is a Tokyo convertible? I don't. I was. I've got that in my notes too. <laughs> I have it written down too. I want to be. <laughs> Again, again impressed that the girls were singing along in the car and were actually singing. Oh, I love the song. happens in these movies it's always like the worst dubbing okay so the drumming was fake through the motions yeah <laughs> tokyo i looked up to- tokyo convertible and the only remotely um appro- appropriate link is another discussion of this film so <laughs> that's helpful it's but a combination like- of words that no one has ever done before apparently I mean, I guess it's like, I don't know. You, I want to be your Japanese car that you can take my top off. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> All I right. Want be, I want to be small enough for you to easily maneuver me into parking lots and take my top off. Yeah. I'm with that metaphor. <laughs> I can get behind that. 
But don't go all the way. Don't go all the way. That is the message of the movie. That is the message. <laughs> okay, so that was the other thing that has changed because now in all this, she's from Texas. <laughs> she's a completely different person, and now she's psychic. Yep. yep. Don't go all, all the way. way. Which turned out to not mean what you thought it was going to mean, but you know where we're getting ahead of us. But anyway, she's got her friend Amy. What was her name? The blonde girl who I liked, who was the nice one. Yeah. Yeah, you got the drummer who was I don't know. Totally nuts and weird. Sally, but I liked her too because she normally I can't stand Heidi Kozik because I just had this conversation on another show earlier. There are some actresses, you know, whatever, they have to play a sexy role. All of their lines are delivered like this. Is that sexy, Robert? Uh, yes. It's the, okay, I'm just, it's the Linnea Quigley <laughs> school of acting. I've never gotten it. Yeah, she no, had I... it under control here. Which is unusual. And the other girl, Juliet, I don't know her name, but the redhead, she's also a Friday the 13th alumni, and she was another horror movie staple, and she was always good for getting her tits out and dying, which she does. Yep. She sure does. Did both of those things. <laughs> check and check. And check, please. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so now she's like, she's the nice girl, but you know, there's this boy that she likes, whose name is Matt. Yeah. And he has really big teeth and he uses a lot of moose. Yep. <laughs> and he's got this permagran. Mm-hmm. Toothpaste yeah. commercial. Yeah. And is gay, 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 Like, I'm sorry. Every time they showed up, I'm like, you're so gay. <laughs> so true. And I don't mean like seventh grade gay. We're like, oh, my God, you're so gay. No, this is an adult gay man looking at you going, you're gay. <laughs> there was that point she was on the phone with him and they cut to his bedroom and I'm like what fucking gay porn are you living in <laughs> yeah all the yeah. posters were like angles and he's sitting there in his little teeny tiny bikini briefs like all posed on the bed and it looks like it's lit like Miami Vice I'm like what the fuck is this pastel pink bullshit what is going on yep I wrote down gay 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 bedroom that look, this was never cool. Never, ever, <laughs> it was never cool, ever. Mm. But still, she's support she, so the other court, the other tragedy of court. She's chasing after a gay guy. Oh well, yep. you know what? That happens to a lot of girls. It's, it's a, they should make more movies about that. What's also interesting is when she's on the phone with him, she's like moving her legs around a lot. I didn't know. I don't know exactly what, you know, what's going on down there, but she is, I think she's getting a little bit, a little bit hot talking to him on the phone. Too bad she doesn't know that he has a like pastel pink bed (laughs) and a whole lot of short shorts. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, maybe she's got some chafing from like the, the tension that comes during wearing your suspenders. Jeans, up. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the suspender jean camel. I never. I mean, I lived through the eighties. I don't recall anybody wearing them. I see them in movies, but I've never seen a girl wearing those pant, those suspenders that stop at your belly button. I'm yeah. gonna need to get some just to like prove that it's possible. No, you don't. You really don't. You really don't. Oh, I forget. At some point too, she was like. Uh, Courtney's running around. She's listening to the music so she can practice or whatever. And she whoops out this like Walkman cassette player that was like the size of a loaf of bread. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> it's running on like 16D batteries. <laughs> <at least> 25 <laughs> pounds. Lasts for 20 minutes. Oh. <laughs> the other thing, you know, there's, there's so many things. This movie is very odd, but there's a lot of things that work as much as there is things that don't make sense. I kind of like the group of friends, her girlfriends, because there weren't your standard horror movie girls. That w- Yeah, there was kind of the slutty one, but nobody was the bitch. Yeah, you're right. Nobody yeah. was super stupid. Because even Super Stupid Girlfriend wrote that catchy song. I want a silver caddy with a Landau top. I want a sugar daddy with a candy shop. I want a lot of things that a money can't buy. But what I want most is a pie in the sky. What I want most is a pie in the sky. It's true. What, the one about her pie in the sky? No, no. That one <laughs> was amazing. That was an amazing <laughs> song. Oh, now is my pie in the sky. No, no. I, I think you're, you're, um, you're talking about the song like that they played when they were practicing, right? No, I was talking about the one oh, that she the sat there and wrote. Yes. She sat there and wrote it in front of her. She's like, I'm finishing it this weekend. <laughs> the funny thing is that, like, everything else in it was, like, something that you would really want. Yes. You know, like a caddy and, like, a cool guy and all this stuff. And then it's like, but what I want most is a pie in the sky. And you're like, what is a pie in the sky? Like, well, that's a saying. That's a dream. That's, like, your pipe dream or whatever. I guess, but I think Or it's like a pie she- in the sky. I want a pie to be delivered to me by a drone. You know, like they, yeah, they're, they're talking about those delivering pizzas with drones now. I want my drone, my pizza <laughs> from the sky. <laughs> it, was, it was a prescient song. She was <laughs> like, listen. Hey, everybody. Detroit to deliver me pie. That's, Why should I mean, Dorothy be the only psychic? All right, I'm with her now. I'm okay. 100% with her. I want droids to deliver me pie. Like, I'm just putting that out there in case anyone has any droids and any pie lying around. Like, true, true. <laughs> make it happen. Okay, this is a total, this is a total random thing. But in my neighborhood up the street, there's a bakery. Uh huh. It's called I Heart Pie. <laughs> but much it's, like, oh, but hold on, hold on. It's pi. Not P-I-E. P-I. So I'm like, I'm very confused. It's a bakery. <laughs> For math pies. And then I found out that the other thing, they love math. It turns out that it's the bakery wife's, the bakery owner's wife's name is Pie. <laughs> I'm like, or do you love that tiger from the movie? There's so much happening at this bakery. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Maybe it was about math. Maybe she's just thinking about like wanting to see a big pie sign. Exactly. And it's that 3.1 blah, blah, blah in the sky. 3.1 for repeating in the sky. Yeah, so Courtney finally lies to her friends saying that, oh, you know, Sheila's parents are religious and they'll be home. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes off to take off on her sexy slumber party weekend wearing the most dowdy ass ugly hideous blue fringe top i'm like ah! and they get in the sexy station wagon and go i'm like oh come on come on girls <laughs> no really you if have you... slutty friends do they not tell you what to wear you're in a band for god's sake <laughs> yeah it's true you're ruining the whole look of the group with this fucking fringe top <laughs> everything about the movie it, 
if you were to now make a spoof about something being like the ultimate 80s pastel colored train wreck thing, yeah, it would be hard to top just what this movie just na- naturally was. Yeah. As far as the look of everything and everyone in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you tried to make that bedroom, you couldn't. No, you just couldn't. Yeah, no. couldn't. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. But I'm just going to take a moment here to pause because one of the things we keep saying is that this movie is weird. Because you're thinking, okay, it's the mo- It's a sequel to Slumber Party Massacre. What does it have to do with Slumber Party Massacre 1? Not much. Pretty much nothing except Courtney. Yeah, there's and, something who's ostensibly supposed to be a character from the first film. Yeah, who brings and, nothing, none of those character traits. It really could have been about anybody. Yeah, And the drill, the drill, I would say, is the only other that this person kills people with a, with a and, drill bit. And girls sleeping oh. in a group, not at home. That's it. Maybe, and also just naked pillow fights, but... I don't recall a naked pillow fight in the first one. True... But there were like everyone did take just, off their. They tops, took their tops right? off to put on their lingerie, or you know their their nineties or whatever. I don't remember, but you know what? We're ahead of ourselves because I don't know what anybody was thinking when it comes yeah. to this movie. Because clearly, this was at the height of Nightmare on Elm Street. Because that's kind of what they're trying to do. Yeah, she keeps having dreams about this weird leather biker, straight cat, strut, Andrew Dice Clay meets Fonzie. Guy who they really thought was going to be Freddy. I mean, you can really tell they really wanted to set up a Freddy like franchise with yeah, this guy. Absolutely. And it's just weird. Like, it does not work. On, like, I can't imagine looking at someone pitching this idea and saying, Yes, that's exactly what's going to work. You know what he needs? A guitar <laughs> with a drill. Yeah. Look, a drill is enough. Yeah. Guitar isn't enough. He needs to put both of those things together. And I'm sorry, Elena, I thought oh. at a certain point, I'm like, you know what? It'd be so much better if it was a keytar with a drill on it. True. <laughs> true, 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 true. Elena true. plays a mean keytar. That's why I'm saying that. Really? I do. I do indeed. I'm looking at my keytar right now. <laughs> it's sitting over there on its little keytar stand. Yeah, so it's all very strange. It's all this Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. She keeps having visions and seeing weird things. And then literally, as Elena says in the last time, it's like, ah, let's kill everybody with a drill. Yeah, <laughs> and well, sing sh- while we're doing it. And sing while we're doing that it. Makes it yes. better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. He's gonna be Freddy, but you know what's gonna make him different? Musical numbers. I will dismember you. <laughs> will you dismember baby, me? Baby, right round, <laughs> like a drill tip. Right round, round, round. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So now we're in the car. We're back to the movie. We're in the car, and we (laughs) – it's also fun to watch 28-year-old actresses pretending to be high school actresses, high school girls, who find a dirty book. Hot, wet, and wild. TJ, come on. Give it back. What is this shit? (laughs) If your mother knew, Mm. he has burning lips seared her rose of a mouth while his (gasps) – Pulsating tool drove deep into the confines. Of- <laughs> Hot, wet, and wild, which is like a major plot point. And she says she found it in her brother's room, I think, which yeah. is a little odd for her 
brother to be reading that unless maybe her brother like what's her name's boyfriend is maybe also what's wrong with hot wet and wild it sounded very sexy there's lots of heaving uh, bosoms uh, yeah and throbbing um, members engorged throbbing members no less yeah doesn't that sound like something a lady <laughs> would read <laughs> who a lady, like, oh, a lady. like, why, like, why does the brother have it? Unless, yeah, as Robert Unless. was saying, because, he's no, a little I'm, gay. No, I'm just saying it was an erotic novel. I mean, it makes total sense for me. Okay, you know what? The gay person is saying there's no problem with it. The two straight people have a problem with it, so maybe there is a problem with it. Oh, by the way, Elena, just so you know, Hot, Wet, and Wild is coincidentally the name of Robert's new book. It is. Oh, yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Amazing. Hold I can't wait to read it. Actually, it's called Hot, Wet, and Wild Memorial, just to keep it with the whole... Yeah, it's got to fit the... <laughs> the trilogy. The series. <laughs> it's a spinoff. Yes, it is. <laughs> it happens in an alternate universe where instead of zombies, it's a sex maniac virus. Kind of like the nude bomb. Remember the nude bomb? I do remember that. The Get Smart movie. Oh, my God. I can't believe we just brought up the nude bomb. <laughs> A movie that was completely not funny, even when I was 10. Yep. But you know what is funny? A movie that somebody actually sat down and wrote the line, Wow, these corn dogs are killer. Man, these are killer corn dogs. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they're eating, they're drinking champagne and eating corn dogs. Like, where did they get the corn dogs and how were the corn dogs cooked correctly? I don't know. Who cares? Like, they were killer. This is some killer corn dogs. These are killer corn dogs. Coincidentally, that is the name of Elena's next episode on Red Rum Killer Corn Dogs. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> She thought she was going out for a day at the carnival. Little did she know the corn dog killer would be on his way. Yeah. 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 Because that's what girls love. So, yeah. And I, I, I texted Elena at some point because she asked, you know, oh, when are we getting together? And I hadn't been watching it at the time. I watched it a long time ago and I really kind of wish I hadn't because it faded a bit. But I'm like, yeah, we're meeting at seven. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> They're eating corn dogs and sporting each other with champagne. <laughs> oh, now they're jumping up and down, having a pillow fight, topless. You girls, you like all girls do all the time. Like in the first one, Elena was very kind to note how you know how girls in the locker room are just standing around talking about each other's boobs. That's all we do all the yeah. time. That's all we do. And now when you eat corn dogs topless, you jump around and hit each other with pillows. Yeah, it's, I mean, what other logical choice would there be for an activity? Like, if you're eating corn dogs, you're going to take your shirt off. If you take your shirt off, you're going to have a pillow fight. Like, I don't see how else things could go down. <laughs> and, you know, with the champagne, you got to have a little wet t-shirt contest. And even though one of you takes your top off, guess who? The one who's required by contract to take her tits out in every movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And what's weird about that, she was topless, but her skirt was like a secretarial skirt. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. My favorite moment with her and her um, boobs out is when um, another girl is like, what are you, chicken? And she goes like, bark, 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 with her boobs. Like, she does like a chicken dance with, with her, her boobs. Yes. <laughs> She's like, yeah. you yeah. girl, you like that girls do all the time. <laughs> like, like we do. Well, and it all this brought back 
this all this kind of happened coincident, you know, uh, things coincided at the same time because I was watching this other movie, Cheerleader Massacre Part Two. Yes, and, and I had I not seen. Up, I had I, mean, I had not seen. I Cheer- knew that beforehand. No, I haven't. But I had not seen Cheerleader Massacre once. So I was very concerned about not knowing what's going on. But what I learned, Elena, is this. Because in this movie, in the first 15 minutes, there are four completely different shower scenes. And I realized that girls, I have a lot more respect for them now because I had no idea that boobs could get as dirty as they do. Because these girls are in the shower and they just wash them. And they wash them and they're sudsing and they, they rinse and they, they, they just never seem to get clean. It's true. I had yeah. no idea. Wash them like three times at per least. shower minimum. Minimum. <laughs> I guess all of the dirt, like it falls off your head, kind of rolls down your shoulders and collects yes. right there. Yeah, like frosting, gross. It does. I mean, well, <laughs> and what happens if you have a lot of cleavage is like when you eat food, sometimes food falls into your cleavage. So and you get bugs. It's bad. Right? I, yeah, I, it's I, I, I was exhausted watching these poor girls. And this is only fifteen minutes in. Very strange. Um, this annoyed me before this whole thing kicked off. What kicked off this mania, you know, escalating from corn dogs and champagne into pillow fighting with boobs out, was they looked at the TV like, oh my God, it's rock and roll high school. <laughs> Which I love. I love that movie. It's the Ramones. It's PJ Souls. It's a great movie. And then the music started. I'm like, this isn't the Ramones. <laughs> You're like, that shit? is not rock and roll high this school. This is not rock. Why did you even show me rock and roll high school? Get me all excited for Ramones. And then it doesn't happen. And this was, I noticed. Did you notice that she took her top off and was dancing with the lamp? Yes. I wrote down, honey, it's lap dancing. Not, not lamp, lamp dancing. dancing. Put on the bum. <laughs> Thank you. He's here all week. Oh. Take your waitresses. What? And a lap dance is not a tap Skype dance either, Elena. That's just for yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I definitely thought of... Oh no, she said a lap dance. <laughs> That's a reference to Elena's show that you just don't understand, Robert. You no, know? no. But it was I'll weird when the, when the guys, when the other guys showed up. Yeah. For a minute, I thought, I'm like, these are like the same dweebs from the first movie. <laughs> They're huge dweebs. Like, I do not understand why these girls are so into them. Like, the one girl is just like banging her boyfriend nonstop. And I'm like, he's such a dork. Uh huh. Like, since when is he? I mean, I guess maybe like it's good to spread the love and everything, but I'm like, he, since when is that dude? She up? could do better than that. She could. She he she was way above him in league. Plus, she had money. Yeah. She was the rich one. I'm like, you could do a lot better than him. Unless it pissed off her parents. That's my only explanation. Get mm-hmm. daddy angry. There you go. Maybe that's it. And it was about here I realized, okay, so the first movie, as we said, was you know, feminist, had a lot of lesbian, strong lesbian overtones. That was written from a female perspective. And a lot of the scenes in it were like, this is kind of more female fantasy. About mm-hmm. females, then heterosexual male. But I'm like this one. Uh, yeah, this is all about the boys. This is, this is written for the boys. The girls don't. No, 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 no. We're stupid. We take our tops off a lot. We make music. We drive. We apparently buy all the booze. Whatever. <laughs> and we and our biggest insult is that everything is so weird. Like, so. Courtney, you're so weird. So you guys weird. are so weird. Like, you're weird. You keep drinking Slice. 
<laughs> oh, I wrote down slice. slice. I remember slice. slice. I drank it briefly. Blue Vanilla, this Orange. Love Party Massacre Part 2 was brought to you by Pepsi products because they were plugging them all over the place. Yes. I remember Slice. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. But when she said Slice and she said it's a – how many Slice? I was like, <laughs> what? A slice of pie perhaps? Pie in the sky? Oh, there it is. A little slice there of pie in the Pepsi sky. There it is. I got it. So it's gross. I, um, I hate to uh, be so bold as to correct you. Patrick, but um, but they did not, in fact, buy all the booze. They found it in the booze closet. What are you doing? Some people have wine cellars. My dad has a booze closet. <laughs> Bingo. Yes. Right. Some right. people have closet. a wine sl- cellar. My dad has a booze closet. And then Oops. immediately after that, we, we discover that his booze closet is full of champagne, which is odd. That is weird. Well, well unless... I think I'm seeing a theme develop here. All the males in this movie are not stereotypically heterosexual. Spit it out, honey. Heterosexual. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That one dude, I guess the redhead's boyfriend, the one that she was, ba- yeah, I guess the one who's banging, reminded me of the guy who's on, uh, oh shit, what's that show? Oh, great. Wonderful. Workaholics. Oh, yeah. On Comedy Central, that you're workaholics, you just had the same kind of look and the same kind of, I'm just a jerk. I pushed you in the pool, even though clearly you don't want to go in the pool. <laughs> and here's something that I thought was weird about this movie that it didn't really occur to me until halfway through. There's a lot of direct-to-camera talking. Mm-hmm. People were talking directly to the camera like it was a character. I'm like, huh. That's very off-putting. Yes, there were scenes where people were staring dead into the camera. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I'm not wearing pants. Please look somewhere else. I'm uncomfortable. But not as uncomfortable as getting a hand a sandwich at poolside. <laughs> oh, my God. And so that's the thing is, like, all through this experience, Courtney keeps, like, hallucinating all of these terrible things, like the hand sandwich. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong? My burger's weird. <laughs> Literally, it's a hand sandwich. I wish they had said, oh, it's like, what kind of sandwich is this? It'd be like, ham. It's a ham they sandwich. They should <laughs> have. They should have. Missed opportunity. There. There's a quote. There's a Crispin Glover movie. I forget what it's called. But they used to, on Chiller, they used to show a clip of it all the time. And he was holding a hand goes, anybody want a hand sandwich? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I wrote down. Anybody want a hand sandwich? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, okay, wait, oh, and this is the summer fun montage. Yeah, mm-hmm. like splashing at the pool and washing the car. I'm like, you, you guys came up to on wash vacation the car. to wash your station wagon. <laughs> okay, but you know, it's all leading up to the big fridge chicken attack. <laughs> Attacked you? Yeah, I know it sounds totally stupid, but it looked just like a chicken. See, it was somebody's I... job to make a killer chicken puppet. That was somebody's I... job. <laughs> well, you know, blood chicken attacks are no joke. They're really not. I suppose that. I mean, I don't know how many people are killed by chickens. 
<laughs> in their own fridge. So, thanks for saving me from the crazed chicken. I'm quitting everything to become a chicken killer chicken puppet maker. I think that's my new calling. Well, hey, I mean, there's already been poultry guys. Maybe there'll be a poultry guys too. Maybe. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Chance to get my foot in the door. Or your yeah. chicken puppetry. Your chicken foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Courtney goes. Like at certain point, I'm just like, would somebody just take her home? Yeah, <laughs> she's been flipping. She's ruining everything. There comes a certain point where, after the third or fourth nervous breakdown, it's time to go home. Yeah, it's like that person when you have a party. The person that throws up and stays. Yeah, you need to go. You need to go. So yeah, she gets attacked by ch- chicken. <laughs> All chicken. It flies out of the fridge and, and it attacks her. It's little neck smacking her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful and, scene. And then, yeah, and then it's the, there's the scene of Lane. And like, she keeps asking, like, well, I don't know what's the matter with me. I just keep having these terrible dreams. And the dripper girl just repeals, like, yeah, I totally understand. Like, I keep breaking out. I've got the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my zits are multiplying everywhere. I'm totally as distressed as you are. I totally, I totally yeah. understand that you're losing your mind, but I have facial problems. <laughs> As it come out, yeah, nobody can see it. But of course, that's got a big payoff later. One of her nightmare scenes, which Elena, you you seemed you nailed it earlier. You brought it up earlier. Um, which one? The big oh yes, payoff. yes, yes. Oh, my favorite scene. I guess I'm spoiling like my favorite thing, but yes. So this is after, um, after Courtney is taking a bath and then she starts to see like blood coming and gushing out of the tap. And she's like, ah, so she gets her friend with the zits to come up and take a look. (laughs) And then her friend starts talking about her zits and she just hallucinates that she is, that her face is turning into this insanely giant pit. <laughs> and then it just pops and spreads its like pus juice. It just sprays out everywhere uh-huh. for her. And Courtney runs away screaming. Uh huh. Courtney, what is the matter with you? <laughs> hey, are you on drugs or something? Oh, I wish I was, Sally. I mean, so many weird things are happening to me. Hey, hey, I know what you mean. I, the weirdest things are happening to my face. I mean, I have got the fastest growing zit I have ever had in my entire life. I mean, look at this thing. I mean, is this the grossest thing you've ever seen? I could go get some more Oxytan. I mean, it hurts like hell. <laughs> Sally! Which was amazing, and it had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Not at all. It nothing. Because just... I could see if this when this guy finally showed up that they're dying, like these imaginative deaths, but it's just a drill. Yeah. Just, just a yeah. drill, but, you know, still. But it was kind of a letdown, but still, the fact that that scene exists is an amazing thing. Because after that, that girl's missing. They're like, we don't know where the drummer girl is. <laughs> and they call the police, and the police show up, and oh, my God. <laughs> oh my god first of all we had officer mullet and officer i wrote down officer community theater stage comedy <laughs> because mm, yeah. he was just so big and so broad and everything was delivered like yada da da i'm like dude bring it, yeah. down. bring it down my favorite part of that was when he said it it apparently cost 200 dollars of tax money to show up and uh mock some kids uh-huh 
Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like you wasted about two hundred dollars of taxpayer money. Like, but wow. other than that, you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> My favorite moment in that yes, scene. Yes, it must is- be. It must be very hard policing this community with nobody in it. <laughs> no, my there. favorite is when one of them's like, "Let's go." They're holding our booth at Denny's. Oh, <laughs> that was a. I thought that was yeah. a nice. This is actually right. what I noticed that they were trying to be clever and give people names, like last names. Like uh, Courtney's last name was Kruger. The girls whose house they were at was uh, was they were staying at the Cravens, and somebody was Officer Bates. Uh... Aren't they witty? Sneaky. Aren't they witty? But luckily, finally, 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 Matt shows up to save the day. Super gay guy. Super gay. Shows up to save the day because in in, in addition to this being the slumber party rehearsal, fuck all the boys weekend, it's also Courtney's birthday. Oh. So they have this really cute scene. Like everybody else goes out to get food, presumably at Denny's with the police officers. I don't know. But so they're left in the house alone so he could take care of her and make her feel better. And he brings her a cake in bed. And it's just like 16 candles. The sitting on the. Oh, you want it. You killed Valerie. Valerie. Oh, I've had Valerie. I'm tired of Valerie. I just want to make love to you. I am you, and you are me, until we go all the way. (laughs) Hey, baby, love the one you with. Hello? My internet Hello. done blew up. Oh no! What the hell happened? Too much. The time. NSA heard what you were about to say because I assume you're on like a five second delay because you know you're far too risky to just be fully live. But the NSA heard it and they they cut you off. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> it was like the less the least offensive thing I was going to say because. Okay, so where were we? We're on the bed with Matt and Courtney and the cake that's lit with about 85,000 candles. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. So and let's light me. that. Let's take a tiny cake, just set it completely on fire, and then put that on the bed. Yes, and they actually went so far to almost quote 16 candles. Happy birthday, Courtney. No! <laughs> I'd sing happy birthday to you if my singing would gross you out. It's beautiful. Thank you. Better take a big breath. Now I'm just gonna look at it for a while. It's too pretty. Aren't you gonna make a wish? I've already got my wish. I noticed that, yeah. You noticed that too? He was like, yeah. Why don't you make your wish? And she's like, well, it already seems to be coming true right now, which is almost exactly. Yep. It already came true. All they need was the Thompson twins underneath it. But of course, the scene is so long. I'm like, get the fucking cake off the bed. You're going to burn in the house. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. She's like, I just want to look at it forever. 
And I'm like, you're getting wax on that cake. Don't you want to eat the cake? I know. That's what I'm thinking, too. You get like, apparently, there's ever-burning candles. They never burn out. They never go down. And the thing is, they start doing it. They start mm-hmm. kissing and smooching. The other people come home. And I don't know how like this like completely acid-based band jam. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Down there's something like incredibly loud so they don't hear what's going on. It was a no, a no, no wave song. Do you remember that trend from the eighties? No wave, no wave. Yeah, no. Never mind. It was a thing. Basically, that the so, early eighties grew out of the punk scene. Okay, okay. so basically, okay. what my nieces and nephews would do if you threw musical equipment in front of them, just banging around and shit. Right. Yes. Hot. Okay, goddammit, I could have been a star. But yeah, so they're doing it upstairs. They're doing it, and you're wondering, is she going to go all the way? That's what most people are thinking. I'm thinking the cake is still lit. <laughs> because it was. <laughs> they're doing this by cake light. Yeah. <laughs> Asking for trouble. Now, I've heard of romantic things before. <laughs> but the cake is still on the bed. <laughs> the killer guy shows up. Drills Mr. Drilly Man, as 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 Elena called the kill on the first one. Mr. Drilly Man shows up, <laughs> kills Mr. Gay Matt with a drill through the back, comes out his chest and it goes, ah, and throws him across the room into the cake. Still lit. It's still lit. After all this, mm-hmm. the cake does not go out. I'm like, this is some serious ass cake. That is. Those are some serious cake candles, I'll tell you that. They might be those trick candles that, like, you try to blow them out and they just keep on going. Wacky candles, as I like to call them. I'm like, oh, but it's a party now. It won't blow out. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so she's like, I've never. And then the killer goes, gone all the way. <laughs> Matt. surprisingly gross because mm-hmm. when the killing actually starts it's pretty gross yeah it first is, one yeah. a lot of it was off camera but this had some pretty decent special effects despite the fact i didn't understand this guy at all I'm like why 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 this guy where did he come from even i don't know it's, i don't it's know if all- he came yeah. from the 1950s. That's what. Well, yes, clear. that's true. His guitar did not, though. His he guitar did not. Is... No, his fringe did not either. <laughs> he had some serious fringe, like serious T.J. Hooker fringe. I don't know why it's T.J. Hooker fringe. I just decided that right now. Anyway, but uh, did you catch this in the beginning? When she's having a flashback to the original events, they show the coach getting the thing. They cut to that scene under the couch. Where the original Courtney was was hiding under the couch and then tripped the killer. Except now it's this Courtney, and they showed this guy's boots because he does this little dance I turn. Didn't, yeah, 
So it's almost like they're retconning the first film to match this. Or not. Or like this is like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Let's not overanalyze. But I'm just like, I don't remember the killer doing that cool dance move. In boot of the in, franchise. In steel-toed boots. <laughs> yeah, so if we made a musical of the first one, this is what the killer would look like. Okay, but they did. And I wrote down Mr. Content, and I don't know why. He's content, that's why. Well, Mr. Content was what we call the neighbor in the first guy, and something reminded me of Mr. Content. Oh, yeah, that was his name. Oh, that guy, yeah, that actually was his name. Mr. Content. (laughs) Hi, Mr. Content. I'm just hunting snails. I'm sorry if I scared you. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) This is the thing that got me with this part, because he's showing up, and he's chasing. You know, she comes running downstairs with blood all over her, and they're like, oh, my God, what happened? Like, he's dead. And then, bang, the guy's down. He's down the stairs, the real dude with the real guitar, and he's killing everybody. This is really uh-huh. happening for real. And I'm going, how fucked up it must be to be the other people in this movie, like these characters, to be having a relatively normal night. And this totally impossible thing happens. Yeah. To be running away from this guy because you know they they try to get away and people are running through the streets and he drills them in the car and he drills them in a garage. I'm just thinking this is how my life ends. <laughs> like I'm waiting for the kind of camera guy to pop out because this is fucking absurd. What an absurd way to die. There's some kind of tragedy in there, not like this cat that is completely making noise to get out of his bedroom. Excuse me, talk amongst yourselves while I deal with kitty. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, he actually is. He's getting up to tend to his cat. Oh. Not unlike a loving father. Indeed. Indeed. I think we can all learn a lesson from Patrick. Okay, I'm I'm back now. Of compassion. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to know what was happening. Well, you know what? (laughs) If they had had a cat, none of this would have happened. I don't know. That's true. There, There wasn't a cat in this movie. No cat. Because no- the cat would have jumped out of something, and the music would have told them that something was wrong. Was wrong, yes. But you know what it did have? It did have a killer who was breakdancing. That's true. Because when he comes back, like he goes and chases them around the neighborhood. He kills one, kills another one, kills another one. And he gets the red-haired titty girl back and is chasing her through the house. But he's not just content to, to kill her. No, now we're going to have the full-on musical number. Mm-hmm. He's like, here comes the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for the fun part. I love the jammer to the floor. Let me twice by. And indeed it was. Again, I'm trying to imagine being that person being like, okay, okay, this, this is, the, uh, this, I'm, he's singing, he's dancing, he's got a drill, it's a guitar, not a guitar, a guitar. And I'm waiting for him to finish so he can kill me. <laughs> and somehow when you think about it, producing an entire band sound. 
Wasn't he? I mean, it wasn't just a guitar noise playing. No, no it was definitely. He had lighting and smoke effects too. Yeah, he did. He had everything. Now I'm wondering if we'd have like a joke, and then we cut to what's actually happening, and the killer's just kind of flailing around with this guitar that's not making any noise at all. Well, it didn't Singing. have. I don't know if you noticed, it didn't have any strings. Oh, this that's, movie. That's what made me think of the guitar. I'm like, had this been a guitar, you would have completely. You know, gone past this whole problem because I was looking at the damn thing. I'm like, if this was an actual guitar, that thing would weigh about 185 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> true. It was a and pretty cool looking guitar, though. I would play that guitar. It, I would not drill people to death. But thank I you. Play. I was gonna say, yeah, you say that now. You say that now. But once he had it, he'd be like, you know what? Let me just try it. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's how it starts. Just see, a little that, bit. That's why drill guitars had to be, be banned. Banned. Brady Bill. And again, apparently it was running on solar power because there was no cord, nothing. It just was, but you know what? He came out of a fucking drink. Yeah. So whatever. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, is he supposed to be, well, I don't want to give away the ending because the ending just. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the ending almost implies that none of this happened at all. Maybe kind of, sort of, who the hell knows what's going on. But well, that was- ignoring that for the time of time being, is he just supposed to have, like, her. Her madness, like once she had sex, her madness took shape and but leapt she into didn't. the world. She didn't, though. She yeah, was going right. to. She was going to and didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like a complete cockblock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what? He's like, he's gay. I'm going to save you this. Trust me. You'll be thanking me about this later. <laughs> he's so gay. Like, not just a little gay. Huge gay. Super gay. Super gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know what? You've had enough problems, Courtney. No, but... Go back to your banana and your lollipop and your playgirl. You'll be fine. <laughs> and and beating off boys in the third grade. That's right. <laughs> the thing is, I was watching it, and I'm thinking about you guys watching it, thinking about Elena watching it, who had no idea what she was in for, really, and I'm going, wow, in my head, this movie was a lot more entertaining than it actually is. But <laughs> Well, I mean, there well, is a little... There is a little ambiguity there at the end. Like, yeah, I don't well, know. I was, I was entertained for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it was entertaining just for how bizarre it was. It's such a weird fucking movie. It's and evidently the blonde girl in it. Her, her normal friend is happy to talk to anybody about it. Like, she, she's a comedian, and like, will rail on this movie to no end. And I was trying to get a hold of her, but I didn't. She didn't get back to me in time. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> oh, she- bummer. It's just like, what was anybody thinking? Yeah. Seriously, what anybody was thinking? anybody thinking? Like, looking at the dailies going, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> this, this is going to be great. People are going to be... Well, <laughs> it had the Freddy lighting. I don't know. Is this one of those movies that went through about 85 drafts of the script, and this is what finally came out at yeah. the end? Yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of like it wants to be Nightmare on Elm Street, down to the fact where you're not even sure if anything is actually happening or not. Yeah. But it never really, well, goes all the way in on oh, that. It just kind oh, of, yeah. bringing it full <laughs> circle. Yeah. yeah, wow. And uh, the, Thank you. Yeah, you, you get the Pulitzer Prize for podcasting. The Pulitzer Prize. I don't know. I was the trying to Pulitzer make that sound. Prize. That sounds I was trying to make Pulitzer. that sound. I, I, I don't want nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I sat there and it was over and I just kept sitting there. 
going, this happened. And there was another sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Which that, I don't, because I noticed at the beginning that she was having flashbacks to things or, um, pr- what? Premonitions, well, well, yeah. Yeah, premonitions about things that hadn't happened yet. Yeah, so she was having nightmares in nightmares, and this whole thing was a dream of her being in the asylum. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Or not, who knows? Because you know what? Knows? When she woke up in the asylum, she had that whore makeup again. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was all those thighs. The dream again. whore makeup. Because that's what it's I like. Whore makeup. That's what they do. They put you in the asylum, they immediately put tons and tons of blush on you. Yeah. And fake eyelashes. It's it's requirement. It's the only path to health. Yep. The only way. It's somebody's job to write his song too. They're like, yeah, they're, what's the song? What's the song? This this is the song. And I wish I could remember what it was called. I'm probably playing it underneath, but I don't remember what it was called. I wish I knew. It was some kind of drill pun. Yes, there were lots of drill puns that I do recall. <laughs> Wacky hardware humor. Oh, yeah. And this is a little thing, too, just because I was getting bored at the end. Because it just, it really does just end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The final showdown isn't anything. He literally stands there and waits to be set on fire. Yeah, yeah he does. He's like, okay, whatever. Let's heat it up, baby. Let, yeah, that's what he <laughs> says. That's right. Uh-huh. And like, she does. I'm and he does. This. Yep. Uh-huh. But, it's, yeah. Yeah. When, the, when her friend falls off the roof, I caught this. The stunt person literally slowly climbs off the ledge. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> Pretty much sat down, put the. I'm like, that was this. That was not a fall. That was. That was <laughs> I was so. so was, you were so wrapped up in the drama of it all. Yeah, I, I was so enraptured by his singing and just the the depth of it all that I completely yes. missed that. Uh huh. Had had they just been Tokyo convertibles, none of this would have happened. Yeah. So true. Or had their pie, pie in the sky, or if they had smoked their heads. Yeah, you mentioned – I don't remember anybody <laughs> saying smoke your head. The one guy, sort of like – he looks kind of like what's-his-face from – oh, God. Jeepers Creepers, the brother. Yeah. The guy who was the Mac and all those ads. Yeah, the Mac, the Mac guy, yeah. He just says that at one point as like an insult. I put a clip of it on the page. It's like, smoke your head, man. Oh, you smoke your head. Yeah. There was a lot of weird things like that. They had some weird interplay. I don't know what was going on with either one of those guys. It was very strange. All of it was strange. Again, the script probably went through about 85 drafts, and this is yeah. what we ended What are up the kids with? saying today? Smoke your head. <laughs> smoke your head. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. I don't know. One of the endless mysteries. A slumber party massacre, too. Well... Okay, I think we've done it. Yeah. There was more meat to the other one to chew into. There's just really just absurdity here, mm-hmm. which is fun in its own right, but hard to talk about. Okay, yeah. unless you want to theorize, was she the killer? I wondered about this. I wondered if that's where we were going, or was she just crazy the whole time? Yeah, she's crazy for Dick. Totally. Had she just taken it in the butt? And it's all, it's all oh my god! You're right. You're right. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. Um, I really wanted it to be something like like that, where it's like, oh no, she she went nuts and killed everybody, like she saw the people killed in the first one. But nope. 
I wonder where one gets a drill guitar. At guitar drill. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. I mean, that, I could, I've heard it called an axe before, but I've never seen it a drill. <laughs> that was one of the high-end ones. The cheaper so. ones are just like an acoustic guitar with just a drill tape. With the, with, a, with a hand drill. You got a little yeah. crank on it. Okay, I guess. <laughs> ah! So, Robert, our best. High point, low point. Ooh. Um, the, high, the high point, I guess, is smoke your head. I just love that phrase. <laughs> I wrote it down on here. It's the best catchphrase of all time. I expect to see it in a novel soon. Yes. Possibly, oh, actually, possibly in Hot, Wet, and Wild Memorial. Yes. <laughs> Colin, smoke your head. Smoke your head. Um, Is Elena? The- yeah. Oh, you're here. Okay, you just got quiet. That's okay. I'm just quiet. Sorry. Okay, I also like <laughs> your icon went away. So. Oh no! I should. I'm here. You're back I'm now here. that you're talking. Maybe that's it. Maybe. That's oh it. yeah, that's what happens. They like it. Focuses on who's talking. I'm sorry, I don't want to look at this person anymore. Mm. Be quiet, we're not going to look at you. We're just going to look at Robert's granny boob girl. Yep, granny girl. And nobody knows what we're talking about because that was before we started recording, but that's okay. Robert's got granny boobs. I do. Just, you know, they're like sandpaper. Watch them three or four times. (laughs) (laughs) Call back. (laughs) Call back. Okay, so smoke your head. Yes. I also liked when she put on the robe and the blood came out from under it. That was like one of one of the few images that was honestly pretty good. I don't even remember that. But anyway. Was that after the tub? Yes. Okay. And then she puts on the robe and walks out and blood starts coming out from under the robe. I thought that actually looked okay. What's that's, the low point? Um, I don't know. The low point is when they were all supposedly really into being attracted to each other. Yes. And I, I never bought it for a second. I've never no. seen anyone, a group of people in a movie, less desirous of each other. You're right. I couldn't it. even yeah. tell who was dating who. Yeah. It was not clear at all. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Robert. Elena, same question. High point, low point. Well, my high point was definitely exploding zit face. Um, <laughs> because I I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the only time that has happened in film history. In fact, I would I would like to um challenge your listeners to like find some clips of other scenes with people's heads that turn into zits and explode from right. other movies you're gonna because get, you're, you're I gonna be flooded with emails now. People will be filming their own. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure they yeah. will, but like it when someone's face turns into a giant zit and explodes, that is a memorable moment. It really and, is. Um, and then my low point, I guess I would say, is when Courtney pulls a Titanic um, with her friend at the end. So, um, you know, the our friend Danny Zuko, the killer, is coming yeah. at her with her drill. And she's like, don't let go, Courtney, don't <laughs> let go. And then Courtney just fucking lets go. <laughs> and her friend yeah. falls and dies. Yeah. You're like, sorry. And, yeah. <laughs> There's no point so, in both of us dying. Exactly. <laughs> halfway there. That uh, was the serious, serious Jack and Rose business. I have a there. sitcom to get to. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted on set in a better and, project. And, and you know, I liked her friend. I liked I her too. friend. I thought she didn't deserve, you know, such an awful demise. I thought maybe she would be the one to to survive. No, nope. but no, 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 no. It's funny that you mentioned. Well, 
this is a completely random thing that I'll probably edit out. I was watching some show last night, Brain Games. I think it's on Nat Geo. And they just talk about like the the tricks your brains your brain plays on you, and like how the world is not really what you perceive at all. And one of the things they said how people can feel through sight. And what they did was they showed an actor, and they were just doing these two actors. They were doing a scene in a kitchen. The guy's cutting up vegetables, and the guy cuts his hand accidentally with a knife. And Bradford went ah, <laughs> and they said, "Did you just flinch?" Because your brain associates that what it sees assumes everything that you your brain sees, part of it assumes it's happening to you. Like when it sees somebody smiling, you'll smile back because your brain's saying, "Oh, I'm smiling." Mm-hmm. Like it, it will, you know, is a danger thing, protection thing. And I'm like, so I'm picturing like Elena's like, "Ah, it's happening to me!" Ah! <laughs> Both ends of that, like somebody's zit just exploded, and I'm just getting a face full of pus. Like, no, that was kind of how I felt. It was a very visceral experience. It yeah. was like really, really extra disgusting. I, did, really- I think I did flinch. At the at the pus fountain. Yeah, not was- just that it was gross, because I could smell it. <laughs> everything it was gross. It was terrible. Oh. My high point and low point, oddly, is the exact same thing. <laughs> the killer's musical number. The fact that it happens at all, the musical theater part of me is like, this is fucking amazing! But then it sets this whole conflict up in my brain going, this makes no <laughs> sense. Then again, in a musical, musical numbers don't make any sense. People don't just burst into song in real life. <laughs> but yet, it's the part. It's, it's so. But the fact that he does it is great, but then it's a bad musical number. I'm like, this is terrible. He's lip syncing. It's terrible. I'm not buying a second of this. This is totally average night, but it's happening. So I love that it's happening. It was just weird. Uh, I'm a conflicted person. Indeed. I have fasted on the show. But somebody told me, like, oh, you need to watch Sorority House Massacre 2, which was terrible. They're like, it's a great thing for women in horror month. No, it's not. It's trash. It's even worse trash than this. But they had this flashback sequence. Like, yes, the events that happened in this house. And they're going to the events that happened in this house. And it was all footage from Slumber Party Massacre, the original. Oh, my God. Like, this is a totally different franchise. Yeah. What's happening? The and they were talking about like different people like, and then Kelly answered the door. I'm like, that's not Kelly. That's Courtney. And this is clearly not the house that this place is taking. <laughs> like, it's a completely wow. different house. Like, this is where it happened. I'm like, no, it really didn't. This is a completely different house. It's they don't even have a pool in this house. What's happening? But evidently, in the cheerleader massacre movies, they do the same thing. Evidently, they're all owned by the same people, and they just love that footage. <laughs> Apparently, oh the girl, the woman who washed her butt in the first yeah. one, the one your favorite, mm-hmm. she's evidently in Cheerleader Massacre One, playing that character who has somehow survived. And they yeah, show that clip. Like, like, no, this weird. No, no, no. But at least your butt is your butt still clean. Oh yeah, that's a question on everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. How True. clean Did is you your butt? In- is your butt how clean is your butt? We want the world to know. Sorry, BGs. I'm back now. Did I what? <laughs> oh, I forgot. No, <laughs> my musical styling just knocked it right too. out of your head. Uh, yep, <laughs> I was enraptured. I'm by that gifted. Singing. We're talking about butt washing. Okay, um, it didn't come back. Washing. You know what? It didn't butt come back. washing. It, was... it did not. No. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, yeah. I was just 
saying you would you would ask her, you know, did you make sure and get really deep in that crack like you did yeah. last time? Because that was clearly important to you the first time. Yeah, obviously, so. well, that you that must explain- have had some dingleberries hanging on that you <laughs> needed to get rid of because. Survive to have unfinished business on this planet. <gasps> Wouldn't that been amazing? Had this been the message, been the message of this movie? It said it was don't go all the way. He was like, be sure to wash your butt. <laughs> A boy can dream. Okay, I have to go eat dinner. Thank you guys very much. Hugs and kisses. Thanks, Hope- Patrick. Alina and Robert. Thank I'll you. See you someday, so I can slap you. Okay. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to put Slumber Party Massacre to bed. This has gotten weird. Okay, Elena Acker, thank you very much for joining us again. Robert, our best. You know you're always welcome here. For whatever. Oh, thank you. No, we love you both. We love you both. And you guys are electric chemistry. Wish we had a better movie to talk about this time. But hey. It's what we got. It's what they made. It's, it's what thank they you. made. It's not our fault. It's their fault. Good yes. point. Good point. I mean, how how many offer? How many how many other? T- I sound like you now, Robert. How about how many off- other times are you going to get a slasher <laughs> movie that's a musical? Not often. Not often. Not enough. often. Not often enough. Thank you. All right. Good night, lady. Good night, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. Nice. Bye. I got a penthouse at the Ritz. I bought it with my hits. I got a castle in Spain. I live. Show, which was the Boogans episode. Yes. The movie I'd always been curious about. And now, thanks to your lovely summary of it and critique, I don't have to. <gasps> Thank you for saving me that. No, anyway, I wanted to let you know that that was the first episode I'd ever listened to, and I liked it a lot. Oh, I will be back for more, and I may even go backwards in time and listen to a few of the older episodes. So I'm sorry that you did not win a podcast award because I know my friends like your podcast. And so mm-hmm. whenever I was it in the category, I voted for it, even though I'd never heard it. Oh, wow. But Thank you. You're absolutely right. 
they don't they don't really mean anything. And if you win, you have to pay for your own trophy, which is lame. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm a horror movie lover, and I'm looking forward to hearing your take on a few more movies because there's some stuff I probably don't need to see, and you're saving <laughs> that. So thanks. Keep up the good work. Have a great new year. Since Thank you. Just now kicking it off. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Bye. Hey, TJ, thank you so much for calling in and breaking my voicemail rut. You're the first one to get your call in, ending my little teeny tiny dry spell. But hey, TJ, since you're new to the show and the Boogans was the first one that you listened to, you probably aren't aware that there's this little tradition that I have. When Not only I have a new listener, but when a brand new listener calls me for the first time, I make a big deal out of it. Because after all, you're a first time caller! Yay! I go all Kermit the Frog like that. It's a thing that I do. Now, I had said earlier this was going to be a no-frill show because of my time constraints, so I wasn't going to be doing a lot of voice, uh, sound effect stuff like I usually do, and a lot of the music editing that I normally do, just because you know there's too many other things going on right now. But for a first time caller, who is from the Greetings from Nowhere podcast, which is a fantastic little show, and who is also a friend of Seder. Well, I am rolling out the red carpet for you, baby. And, yeah, well, you know, the Boogans, if you ever do come across it, now you have Brian and my conversation in your head to make it enjoy things that much more, because that's one of the goals here. Yes, my goal is to steer you away from bad things, but also to make talking about them so much fun, and if you do have to be forced to watch them, you'll have me in your head, and you'll go, oh yeah, look at her shoes, they are horrible, hee <laughs> like that. And ultimately, my goal is to find those gems that you don't even know about, that nobody knows about. That's my ultimate goal, is to find the next big thing before everybody else does, or just some secret little gem. Like you. My friend TJ are now my secret little gem, although everybody knows about it now, so I guess you're just my little gem. I don't know. this. You know, I also talk a lot and just talk in circles sometimes because I'm a very tangential thinker. But then again, so Seder. So I guess you're totally used to that. Hey, Seder's guested on quite a few shows, so by all means, go check him out. He guested on a uh, Halloween show about the Blackout Haunted House. He guested on The Fan with Laura Bacall. He guessed it on Bite Marks, in which I was very, very drunk. And I think maybe one or two others. But that, that'll, that'll keep you busy for now. And those are all very, very fun shows because he's a very, very fun man. And a very dirty satyr. Okay, I've talked for a really long time, TJ. Thank you very much for calling. Welcome to the family. And uh, keep it creepy, baby. Oh, yeah. Hey, Patrick. This is Edward. That guy hey, in Edward? Phoenix. Or that guy from More Geek Than Gay, or... All those things. That's some kidding that to just roll off my tongue. But, or you may remember me from such things on... But Hello? I'm... I'm called... Um... I'm being all encouraging and shit. So... <laughs> I'm sure there's something in my head, but I can't think of it right now because uh, I just I just got off work and I'm 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 just dead to the world. Apparently. So, in other words, hi, we all love you, and we're, that's it. Bye. <laughs> oh, Edward, honey, 
I just want to say I love you very much. We all love you very, very much, but what the fuck was that? <laughs> You're like, well, I think I have something in my head. It sounded like your head was the inside of a seashell, because all I heard was... <laughs> and if that's what you have in your head, that's okay. Lord knows that's... What I have in my head a lot when it's not la 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 that kind of a thing all day long. But hey, I guess that's how it is, you know. Well, you know, I appreciate the love, I appreciate the support, and hey, thank you for finally mentioning your podcast, which you never do, which makes me forget to mention your podcast. Ed Weird, I'm sorry, that's what Flem called you, Flem the Gargoyle, and I thought it was cute. So Ed Weird is also on the More Geek Than Gay podcast, which is another very fun show. So two great calls from two great podcasts today. Two great podcasts today is what I was going to say. But I did say it, but I just said it wrong. Shut up. I'm working through this. Okay. And Edward is up free. Well, he's coming up on a big milestone. That's right. The More Geek Than Gay podcast is about to have its 50th episode. So bravo. Bravo! It's a big deal, so congratulations on that. And how does it feel to be turning 50 at 45? Because I know that's a big thing with you. Okay? So you're 50 and 45 at the same time, and it's like blowing my mind. This is my mind. That's my mind. Oh, I guess I could say my mind is... They call it weathering that sound in the wind. (laughs) Now you're out in the moors. Okay, Edward, get off my phone. No, don't ever get off my phone. Just just hang up for now and come. You know what I mean. I love you. Bye. Okay, so now while that is it for the voicemail this week, there are a couple of notes that I got uh, that I do want to give a little attention to because they made me very happy. Just two little quick ones. The first one is from Ruggerlad on Twitter, Mark. And this is from a while ago. And evidently I caused him... Some, well, I almost caused him some injury on the treadmill when he was listening to the episode where I had the, you know, the sleepwalking incident with the glass of pee and the CPAP machine. Well, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm glad you're okay, Mark. And the other thing I want to say, Mark, Mr. Ruggerlad, um, in that particular tweet, that was when you updated your, your profile pictures to include those ones of you in the tub. <laughs> Mark, I would gladly cause a serious international incident with you. Uh Uh-huh. Like a serious security breach. All kinds of intel I would just spill. As well as collect. That got gross. That got gross. You make me get all dirty, Mark. You're dirty, dirty birdie. No wonder you're in that tub. Scrub it up, bear. Okay. Uh, What was I saying? Oh, yes. And I also got a note from a listener called Tom. Called his a listener who is called Tom. His name is Tom. What weird? I don't know why. That was just a new listener named Tom wrote me a little note on the Scream Queens fan page on Facebook, which you can find by doing a search on Scream Queens Horror Podcast if you're on the Facebook community. And join us, join us, join us. And anyway, he wrote. Patrick, thanks for the show. I've been catching up since episode one. You managed to take Raunch up to 11. Lost my Mountain Dew through my nose during the Evil Under the Sun podcast and Dead Boys Don't Scream. Awesome show. Thanks again. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Really, I take Raunch up to 11? I don't know about that. 
I take class, make it dirty, and turn that up. I'm classy dirty. That's what I am. Raunch. Raunch. That's like, well, okay. I, I will accept the compliment. I was just ogling Mark's half-naked pictures in the last message, so I guess I really can't say that I'm not occasionally raunchy. But I try to be classy about it, okay? And yes, as we've learned, drinking carbonated sodas, running on a treadmill, pretty much doing any kind of physical activity while listening to this show has proved dangerous for many listeners. We haven't had any official injuries yet, but please be careful. And if you do lose your Mountain Dew up your nose, I want video or it didn't happen, okay? Or a sample. You can just mail me the sample of Mountain Dew that came out. Ew, that's gross. Anyway, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom, for writing in. Okay, well, that officially makes it time to wrap this puppy up for another week. So if you want to be like all these cool people who called in to make the show even better than it was, or the people that wrote in, because we love that too. I keep forgetting to give those guys the love that they deserve. Uh, you can give me a call at 347-767-3509, or you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And that's Queens with a Z. You can like me on Facebook by doing a search on the Scream Queens Horror Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Scream Queens, of course, with, again, a Z, and... You can listen on Stitcher, where you can find uh, it's a great app where you can find all the greatest podcasts for live streaming anytime, anywhere on pretty much any device that you could find. And you can find me on Podkicker, and you can, well, you can just find me anywhere. And if you find a place where you don't find me, let me know so I can get my ass in there, okay? Because I want my shit to be everywhere. Well, not my shit, my show. My show is not my shit. My shit. I just, my, my shit is bananas. B a n a n a s. Is that an old enough joke? No, because I just made it again. It's fr- it's a revival. It's a revival. So, next time, I'm going to try to get another show out to you this uh, month. I don't know if I can. Like I said, things are moving along better with Marilyn, the audiobook. But still, there's tons and tons of work to be done yet to go. And I got rehearsals for the concert. That's coming up early next month. So, busy, busy, busy. But I think I can squeeze out one towards the end of the month. If it's another little no-frills show because I have been watching a lot and I've seen a pairing of movies that both are good for women in horror month that might be interesting to talk about so if you have Fright Picks that's Fright P-I-X on your Xbox 360 or you go and visit them on their website I believe you can stream through there for free there's a movie there called Women's Studies uh, that I may or may not be covering. I think I'm going to cover it. It's, it's a tough one to cover because it's not great, but it's got lots of interesting things. Plus, I know somebody who's in it, so who I might be able to get on the show. So that might be cool. And the other one, well, you'll just have to keep an eye on the web pages and the Facebook page and the Twitter page to find out because I'll always give you a leak in advance. Ew, that didn't really come out right. I will leak information to you in advance so you can play along at home because it's no fun playing with myself by myself. You know what? I should. Yeah, you know what I said about turning Raunch up to 11? You're right. You're absolutely right. I can't help it. It comes out whether I want it to or not. And that's pretty raunchy, too, if you listen to it the right way. Are we doing a show? Are we wrapping up a show? What is going on here? I don't know. I don't know. So, kitties, until next time, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, Boy! All this talk about pie in the sky, I'm finding very disconcerting. Just the idea disturbs me. The last thing this world needs right now is a goddamn vaginal eclipse. 
Yeah, that was a stretch, I know, but I'm old. Where are my pills? Why? I go hunting for witches. Heads up, going to roll. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com. Bitches! <laughs>